Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for Why It Matters. You know, the internet is a place where people can pretend to be pretty much anyone they want. And while social media offers a multitude of benefits, such as staying connected with friends and marketing businesses, it's also easy for tricksters to pose as someone else. Brand impersonation is an increasingly common problem on social media that thousands of brands are forced to deal with each day. Facebook's annual report in 2014 revealed that fake accounts make up to 5.5 to 11.2% of its monthly active users. The difference between 5.5 and 11.2%, that's about, what, 70 million accounts at a time? That's a wide range if you look at the estimation, right? So it shows that Facebook is struggling to figure out which accounts are real and which are not. So how exactly does brand impersonation work and how bad is the situation? Here in Asia Pacific. Let's find out more from Ilya Rosnov, who is head of digital risk protection Asia Pacific at Group IB. Ilya, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I'm great. You are what I would like to call the scam fighter. Am I right to say that? Yeah, you're right. Totally. <laughs> it, it is my dream job, you know, scam fighters, because sometimes you see people walking around lying and they should get caught for being a walking scam. But Let's talk about Group IB. How exactly and what kind of solutions do you provide when it comes to detecting or even preventing uh, cyber attacks or fraud? Yeah, we usually are looking for brand impersonation in social media, fake websites, fake mobile applications, even in Telegram. So we provide to our clients and to their clients protection by blocking these fake groups, by preventing this. We are trying to be a step ahead of this cyber crime. And also we are looking deeper into this. We are trying to see the economics behind this, how the money is flowing. And this industry is extremely fruitful for fraudsters nowadays. Mm. They create multi-layered schemes so they can even involve low-level technical knowledge uh, people into this. What's a scammer's favorite platform of choice that you've noticed these days? I'd say it's Instagram. What we oh. see is one of the most popular platforms because visuals, they work better than text. Okay. Instagram has a lot of visual and catchy content. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying my luck here. Any chance perhaps you have an interesting Instagram scam fraud case that you could share with us, a case study? Yeah, actually now we're working in Indonesia and we see 12,000 fake accounts monthly. This means that Cameras, they have some automation, which allows them to have scalability and a lot of resources on the hand. Let's talk a little bit about a brand impersonation. I mean, this is different from a hacking of sorts. Could you define brand impersonation for us? Yeah, brand impersonation is a bit a wider term than phishing, where phishing may only require your personal data or banking card information. Brand impersonation also can be in a form of fake accounts, for example. It can have inside social engineering. It can be multi-steps, maybe redirecting. So, for example, it may be starting with fake account, which runs fake advertisement in Instagram or Facebook. Then it redirects you, then it filters the content, and then adjusts the final scamming website based on your location, gender, age, and maybe some other parameters. Mm-hmm. And, and how bad is it here in APEC? Actually, brand impersonation scams are extremely widespread these days. So 55% of all digital crimes in 2021 were scams. Okay. 
So if we were to look at the impact it could have on a company, I mean, are we saying that it's really just a loss of potential income? Is there more to it? There are several layers into this. So first of all, this the reputation, which it's hard to estimate the, to put the exact number on this, but this can mean a lot, especially for banks mm. and other big companies. Next, uh, we look at this as the redirection of money flow. So instead of paying to the legitimate brand owners, instead of buying something from the official website, people are sending their money to the scammer. Mm. So it can be a direct losses as well. Mm. And also regulators, they can put some fines on the organization if it causes a leakage of personal data or other cases, some multi-million dollars can be put on this, especially in the Western countries. Mm. What are the top three types of brands or type of industries that are being impersonated the most? I'm sure banks are top of the list. Yeah, you're right. What about the other two? The next one we see on the rise here is uh, delivery scams. Oh, wow. It includes postal brands and some more uh, delivery services, which are international ones. So people are receiving SMS, which says your delivery spending. Please go follow the link. And there is an invitation to enter your banking card details and pay some small fee. To receive the Uh, item, right? Yeah, to receive the item. Yeah, you're right. Right. Okay. And I suppose like because of this digital world that we live in in post-pandemic, is that a cause for more of these bad guys to want to get on board? Because everyone is just going on their phone to get things done now. Yeah, yeah. More and more because these people have resources. When we are talking about money that they're earning, it's not uh, hundreds of dollars. It's uh, close to millions. In a global scale, it's billions of dollars. So everybody wants a piece of this. So if as a consumer, right, I tend to get a bit paranoid personally when I see, oh, you have a delivery, click on this link and I see bank details, I immediately delete the message. What kind of red flags should we as consumers look out for? Yeah, first of all, always uh, pay attention to the link what you're clicking on. Make sure you're on the official website. So if it's your bank, check the official domain name. Sometimes it takes time to confirm the credibility of the resource to find the official website, but it's worth it. Next thing, scammers are good at social engineering. The communication that creates sense of urgency, intimidation, if you are trying to be convinced to immediately provide your OTP, this is red flag. Mm. And do not transfer your money in advance unless you're 100% sure who the recipient is. Looking forward, do you think that brand impersonation is going to get worse? I'm afraid so, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> become more targeted. It's more personalized right now. And actually no brand or user is immune from impersonation scams. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, it was mostly only banks. Now it's everywhere, like food delivery, post brands, some small brands. We see some pension funds. Everything can be a target. Yeah, I mean, if we were to take that concept and apply it to, you know, how a lot of companies have put more emphasis on the chief innovation officer, right? Where does prevention of brand impersonation come in? What should businesses do now to make sure that they don't fall victim to brand impersonation? Yeah, they need to improve their monitoring and take down capabilities for sure. A bit different right now. Monitoring separate violations today is like trying to kill a hydrant. And scammers, they do not operate individual sites anymore. They have a huge network involving hundreds of websites and fake accounts. So it's now important to see the picture in the whole, to do some investigation, to understand who is you against this, what are their resources, and maybe then be able to predict the further steps.
Right. So I know for some cybersecurity individuals or financial crime, they tend to look at it on a more prevention type of thing. Like you can see a pattern, an algorithm, and you jump in and say, hey, you know, the law is watching you just to let you know that we're here. So that's very preventive. With brand impersonation, how does enforcement come about? Do I actually have to wait for a potential crime to happen before I can react if I'm a company? Better to start before. So you need to be prepared. So insecurity, it's always a good term about layer security. It starts from monitoring and waiting for the attack to happen. Then if it happens, then you are prepared and you can do some action. You can block the account, you can collect the data, you can inform the users about this scam, and you can run a full-scale investigation if needed to put these guys behind bars. Been speaking with Ilya Rosnov, who is head of digital risk protection Asia Pacific at Group IB. Ilya, really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great week in advance. Thank you. It was my pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.